howdy y'all and welcome to another episode of the daily grind i'm your host john spencer and with me again this week is marisa so marisa and i are going to be co-hosting the brew your brain and sharpen your wit uh monday through thursday and then we will have uh, a longer john and marisa show on friday so <laughs> Join us as we get ready on the Daily Grind to brew your brain with some interesting historical facts, updates on today's date, sharpen your wit with some random kind of thoughts to get your brain gears turning, and then a little bit of time to enhance your faith as we talk about the Bible and our walk with Jesus and maybe what just authentic Christianity Christianity should look like. So Maritza, thanks again for joining me on the Daily Grind. Oh, thank you for having me. I already got my cup of coffee. I'm ready to go. Yeah, so grab a mug of your favorite brew, and let's get this show on the road. Well, now it's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It's Thursday, July 6th. And on July 6th in 1919, the British dirigible... R-34 landed in New York. That completed the first crossing of the Atlantic by an airship. Oh, wow. No. In 1933, on July 6th, the first Major League Baseball All-Star game was played in Chicago's Kaminsky Park. And also on July 6th, in 1942... Anne Frank and her family went into hiding in the secret annex in their home near central Amsterdam, Netherlands. Mm -hmm. So July 6th is International Kissing Day, National Air Traffic Control Day, National Fried Chicken Day. Mm. Mm. Take your webmaster to lunch day. It's Umbrella Cover Day, and it's also Virtually Hug a Virtual Assistant Day. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. France, Britain, and Ireland are home to a combined 15 of the 20 oldest known buildings in the world. Oh, wow. The oldest one of those is in Baroness, France, and it dates to 4,800 BC. That That is 2,000 years older than the oldest pyramid in Egypt. Oh, wow. I know. That's crazy. Hey, do you know the Monopoly guy has an actual name? Is it John? It is not, although that would be awesome. His name, the little Monopoly guy on the with the you know monocle and stuff, is Milburn Pennybags. Oh, excuse me. I know. You, I'm. I can't wait to hear how you pull that out sometime at pub trivia night. <laughs> did Did you know? Um, and I don't know who does these kinds of studies, but the average American woman today weighs the same as the average American man did in the 1960s. 
1965, in 1665, the residents of EM England decided to quarantine themselves to avoid spreading the plague. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Have you ever noticed in films and TV shows, whenever someone steals a car, you never see them have to adjust the seat? I was thinking about this, reflecting, because there was uh, we just had a meeting about commencement and graduation. And, you know, when you think about it, watching a graduation ceremony is like sitting through a movie that is entirely the end credits. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Well, 90% the end credits, because there's some people that do special music or sing the national anthem or something like that that's really worth going for. <laughs> you know that most people will pull their phone out to check the time. And it makes me think we really are reverting back to an era of pocket watches. <laughs> yeah. Every broken clock is able to tell you the exact time that it passed away. Uh-huh. And in its broken state, it is still right twice a day. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Marisa, did you know that one bird can't make a pun, but two can? When I was younger, I'm just going to go ahead. Full disclosure, I'll admit it. When I was younger, I was addicted to the hokey pokey, but I turned myself around. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I need to give me another cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I don't know. What, What if we find out that that in life what if the hokey pokey was what it was all about (laughs) (laughs) anyway i hope that everybody has a great thursday marisa thanks again for joining me on the first part of the daily grind and i'm looking forward to uh uh, a full friday tomorrow and i hope you have a great thursday thanks for joining me again Absolutely. See you tomorrow. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enhance your faith. I pray that God will open your mind so that you can understand his truth. When you do, you will know the hope he has chosen us to have. And you will realize that the blessings God has promised his holy people are amazing and wonderful. And you will understand that God's power is incredibly strong for those who believe. That's a paraphrase of Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. The Apostle Paul shares a prayer that he prays for his friends in Ephesus. And I'm sure he prays that for other churches that he's walking with and pastoring as well. It's a great prayer to pray for your friends, your family, your church, your school, your neighbors, people in your small group. Too often, I think our prayers end up being like little kids' letters to Santa Claus. And when we actually pray for others, the overwhelming majority of time, what we pray for others is that they'll get over being sick And that they'll be safe when they travel. Now, this prayer of Paul's is a great model. It's a good template 
it starts with asking God to give people the ability to see the truth. Paul is talking about understanding the truth of the gospel and God's teaching in general. Even though God's message is right out there and available for us, we desperately need God's help to have faith and to truly understand it. And so Paul is praying for the church to have true spiritual knowledge and understanding. And if God grants this spiritual knowledge, then we will know a few important things. First, we will understand the hope that comes from being chosen by God. This is the hope found in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the hope of salvation through faith in him. It's the hope of living a full and abundant life, both right now and in eternity. Second, we will know that God has incredible blessings in store for his people. And those blessings are described as rich and glorious throughout the entire word of God. As Christians, we are part of God's holy people. In fact, we are his family. We are his adopted children and joint heirs with Jesus. And we can have faith that he will fulfill these amazing promises in our lives. And lastly, we will realize that God's power is extraordinarily strong and available for those who believe. It, this is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It's the power that works in our lives to bring healing, strength, endurance, peace, empowerment to fulfill God's purpose in us, building us up as his body to represent his son Jesus on earth and to reveal who he is. I mean, ultimately, it's the power that's going to raise us up to live forever, just like Jesus was raised. It's the power that made us new creations. And we have that power so that we can live a life of faith. You know, I'd heard somebody say the other day, uh, or I was reading on somebody's website, you know, they said faith was a, a major component in their life. And I really thought, you know, I don't, I think that that might be part of the problem with us is that uh, faith is not a component of our lives. If we're going to follow Jesus, it is our life. You know, I think a lot of us treat faith like an app. You know, most of the time it's just there, but when something comes up, we open that app and then we use our faith app and then we close it and we put it away. And something else comes up and we get out and open the app and then we put it away. But the fact is that everything we do should be done in faith. 
so to continue that smartphone analogy, faith is not an app. Faith is our OS. It's our operating system. And all the quote unquote apps of our lives need to run on that faith platform. All the things that I do need to be running on the faith OS. Now, some of my older audience, if, if you don't get that smartphone analogy, it'll be a great opportunity to have a discussion uh, with your grandkids about <clears throat> how faith isn't a nap, but an OS. Anyway, Paul's prayer for the church at Ephesus is powerful and it's effective. And I think it serves as a really good model for our own kind of prayers. So I would just encourage you to use that as a model for your prayers today. I'll start. God, please open our minds so that we can understand your truth. Because when we do, we will know the hope that you have chosen for us to have. Today, right now, let us realize that the blessings you have promised us, your holy people, are amazing and wonderful and allow us to understand that your power is incredibly strong for those of us who believe. Amen. Thanks for joining me on the Daily Grind. I'll see you tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.